You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. John Seagram, what's up? How's it going, man? You feeling better? No, no, I'm, I'm eternally sick. It's never going to go away. <clears throat> That's okay. I got a mute button still. So what's no. going on with you, man? Not much, man. Um, you know, after the last episode, talking about a lot of new metal, started making me think back to around that time frame, and you know, got another album for you that I really think that I really, I'm not sure if you're gonna like because okay, should I just go into it now or? <laughs> yeah, let's just go for it. We won't even introduce what the other record is. Let's change the format. <laughs> well, I just want to bring this on because uh, we talk about tools sometimes on this show. And we've, we've had a couple of guests who had some opinions about Tool. Um, I know Jeff Hickey wasn't really a Tool fan. <laughs> right, right. I think, I think Blaz, we kind of talked about with him as well, uh, a little bit about Tool. Um, however, this is uh, Maynard's, one of it was well, one of his side projects. That is it Pusifer? <laughs> no, I would never oh, pick Pusifer. Actually, Pussifer, the newer okay. stuff, maybe. But right. um, I know um, they did, this is a perfect circle um, they did Merdenom, which was pretty good, but to me, awesome. I chose the 13th step because this one really stands out to me. And then, um, recently it kind of came on my shuffle and I was just blown away and I forgot how amazing this entire album was. And then, so I wanted to kind of bring it on the show, talk about it. Hopefully some people who aren't tool fans, aren't Mainer fans, maybe didn't know about this album. And, you know, might turn them on to it because it's actually really good, man. What do you... Wait a minute. Do you like this one better than Meredith Gnomes? Yeah, I do. Uh, but you I, do? I have, um, I have my reasons. <laughs> you know what? Like, any any album that has the song Brenya on it, that song's amazing. Uh-huh. And it's funny to me that, like, because he, he made it about his girlfriend at the time. And, like, on the live album, <laughs> when he goes back and he sings it. He just changed the name to his new girlfriend or wife, whatever she is. <laughs> to me, that was the funniest thing ever. It's like it's so I'm singing these, these feelings that I have for this other person. They translate right to you as well. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. I feel the same way as I did for her as I do for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a great album too. What what, what, did, I mean, well, hold on. Let's talk ahead. about what album you chose first. Then we'll, we'll No, remember we're, well, we're going to keep it. We're jumping straight into it. All right. Yeah, we're, we're doing some different things here. We're going to talk about this one. So, and we'll keep people waiting. So it's like a cliffhanger. So they'll hang on and not we should get throw, off before. Yeah. We should throw a second ad before. So that way we can get paid again. <laughs> yeah. Those five cents that we get paid. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot. yeah. We don't get that much. You're getting paid five cents. Five cents over time. All right. Yeah. Well, so uh, let me jump in on this one. All right. When you told me about this one, I was like, okay, right down my alley. Not a problem. Um, this this is one of my favorite bands, right? Like, I'm I love Tool, but I feel like in a different way, I might like a Perfect Circle a little bit more than Tool. And I know people are probably like, ah, oh, that's crazy, but they they just have a more of a sensibility of what I like, which is uh, song structure. Like yeah. Tool, they can go on some cool jams and and stuff like that, twenty minute songs. Yeah, but these are actual songs. And I remember when this one came out. Um, and I heard the song, the nurse who loved me. Oh yeah. And I mean, I know it's a remake. Um, I don't remember who the original oh, failure did it. Failure was the original people that did this song, 
But just the imagery that's in the song of someone who, you know, really believes the nurse loves him because he's so medicated, you know, <laughs> like lying down. He sees the t- topography of the, 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 you know, the, the rug. So he's like face down, probably drooling, you know, just different images on this song. I Pharmacy love the keys. <laughs> yeah. Great song. Like that song alone makes this album for me. And then what I love about that too, because after that song, uh, The Nurse Who Loved Me, it goes straight into Pet. And then that's just like, dun, dun, sh- dun, dun. it's like slow, that driving sound. And then like, what I love the most about this album, what really caught my attention is like the production of it. It's so clean. Mm-hmm. It's so clean. And then, but like those parts like hit you like, man, um, like the beginning, the package, when that bass comes in, it just like rumbles. Oh, yeah. And it just Weak like, and powerless. You can name every song here. The noose. Yeah. Every song in here is, is a, a classic. Yeah. I love this album. And that was uh, was cool to me because, like, like I said a few months ago, this kind of came on my um, my shuffle, and I was like, "Damn!" Like, oh man, I forgot. Like, what album was this off of? My Thirteen Steps. I'm like, so I went. <laughs> so I went back, and then I um, I listened to the entire album again. And I was like, "Wow, man! I forgot every single song. I absolutely loved it." You know, hey, wait! Did I just hear Lex in the background? Yeah, because I had. I was Tell like, her she she's not getting paid for this episode. <laughs> Shut up! I was looking up the track listing, and then I accidentally said her name, and she's <laughs> I said something that sounds like her name, right? But uh, yeah, like, but yeah, just totally love the album front to back. I really can't say there's one song on here that I don't enjoy, uh, or even like kind of want to remotely skip. And even like when it ends, I like I realized today as listening to it, it's like 50 minutes long. And I was mm-hmm. like, at the end of the album, I was like, I want to play it again. Like, just start over and listen to it one more time. And then, but it, it's so good, man. Um, like you said, we can go over every single name and kind of talk about why it's so great and right. <laughs> how it's so great. But I'm really glad I didn't, I wasn't sure. I guess we never talked about me and you about Perfect Circle. We always talk about Tool, and I wasn't sure if you yeah. were going to like it or you'd be like, Tool's better, man. Maynard always I sucks. Like, <laughs> I feel like you know, like this out this band is almost like a all star band. You know, like the the players that they have on this album, everybody on their instrument are pretty much like top notch. You're not going to get any better. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know I was looking at the. I didn't know Twiggy Ramirez plays bass on blue. Oh, really? uh, backing, bass and backing vocals on blue. Like Twiggy, remember we saw Twiggy in Hollywood that time? Yeah, he jumped in a cab. <laughs> yeah, trying to run away from us. Yeah. But yeah, Great I, album, man. I think what like, you're saying too about like this being more of a band because I've always heard that Maynard enjoys like writing with a perfect circle, especially and Pussifer because they just will sit there and write music where tools like they pick every little thing. No, no, no. I don't like this one thing. No, it has to be this way. It has to be like, it has to be like so perfect that right. by the time they're done, they're just like, wait, okay, let's start all over again because I don't like any of this. But, By the like, time they're done, they're they're eligible to retire because like it <laughs> takes so long to get these albums out. Yeah, because I heard now that Maynard just has no part in it and he just waits until they finish it. Then yeah. they send it to him. Then he just records his vocals. Like, I'm like, damn, that's right. Really, no way to write. Like, you know, he's not even part of any of it. Like, so it's just yeah. But I heard like he has a lot to do with the Perfect Circle and Pussifer and Pussifer is another band we can talk about later. But their I'll first album was you. horrible. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I haven't listened to my nephew. You know Donovan. He's really into Pussifer. He tells me all the time, you should check this out, check this out. But I just, I've tried and I never really got into them. So 
Um, they have a new album. I'll, I'll check it out, see if I like that one. But I have just never really got into that one. Their newer stuff is actually really good. Like, really good. Okay. They have this one. I, I want to say it's not the newest album, but the one before. And that album was like, it, it, it stood up to this album. It was like oh, really? really good. And like, they had some, a couple songs on there that I can just listen to over and over again. But yeah, the, yeah. I guess Maynard, I mean, you let him do some writing. I guess he kind of knows what he's doing. <laughs> I feel like a perfect circle there. Great band. I just don't like after this when they did like the remix album, whatever. I hated that. Uh, I wasn't emotive really into that. Or was it? That yeah. One. A motive, whatever. I just felt like I they rushed that. that album so much. And then like, they were trying to get it out by the anniversary nine eleven and, I don't know. It, then, the, yeah, I didn't really care for any of those songs. Even like Imagine, I was like, they really covered cool. like I think "What's Going On" by Marvin Gaye on there. I think, I think uh, I heard that. Uh, it was. I think. I mean, I yeah. I don't know. It was pretty bad. But this was 2003, man. Good time. Um, I think "Married and Non" came out in 2000, which um, I remember when that came out. I was pretty surprised because um, I liked that album too. It was really good. But this yeah, one, I was I, like for sure. I was like, oh yeah, this is. This is what. Yeah, and you know what? I, I I like this one, but I think that I probably would like Meredith Gnomes a little bit better, just because I don't know. It just sits at a time with me when I was really, really into that music, that total style that they were doing, right? Yeah. And uh, when that album just rocked me, like uh, the song like a Judith, hurricane, <laughs> like a hurricane, man. Um, thinking of you, remember that? Thinking of you, thinking of just the oh, whole album yeah. is good. So I gotta go back to right, that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to talk about another record here, and we've kept you waiting. Drum roll, please. (laughs) What I picked for this week, I kind of went back to the new metal days. Like (laughs) I, I went way back. Like this album was from 1997, and it was something that, like, I don't know if we all listened to as much or even talked about as much. I think everybody listened to it, but really didn't talk about it. I actually saw this band live once. Oh, you did? At the Whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I saw them and uh, who were they with? Remember the the start? Oh, yeah. I can see the that. The start, yeah. them, and then Rob Zombie came out, and that'll give you a hint as who this band <laughs> I is, I wonder right? why. <laughs> yeah, so Rob Zombie came out and joined his brother. Sp- is his name Spider? Yeah, Spider something. Yeah. In uh, Power Man 5000, and the album that we picked, or I picked, is Mega Kung Fu Radio. Yeah, Great album like to me. Oh man! <laughs> I just want to say the reason why I really like this album is the first thing I ever heard from them was it's even on this um, Neckbone. I heard that on a video I saw, and it was a uh, from Ozfest, and they were doing Neckbone, and I was like, "This is different. This is so different from everything that was out at the time because it was." Funk. It had a lot of funk in it. The bass lines are so so funky on this on this album and this band. I mean, after this, eh, I wasn't as much into like um, when worlds collide. That album, <laughs> eh, I didn't dig that as much. But this one, to me, it's new metal funk. It's just crazy. I love it. I love how it's like so funky, man. It's just like I think what I remember the most um, was when they're on the Ozfest video and they they play. Um, I can never say it since this, but I can't say it normal, but uh, organized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not organized. Yeah. Organized. Organized. Yeah. Every time I would say that word, I was like, get it organized. <laughs> but oh, like, yeah. That's the one they played on that video because they only had one song on there. It wasn't Neckbone. It yeah. was that one. Yeah. 
get it organized up. But like I thought it was cool because it gets like they were like jumping, get get get, but get, then, like, get, get but get, still like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Man. Yeah. I love how he's so like on the whole album. Like he's just so like chill. It's almost like 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 it's almost like like douchebaggish a little bit the way he's like so you know so smooth with it, but it works. I, I love it. I was listening to it, like, man. After that, I can't. I kept saying. Why won't you be standard eight, standard eight? <laughs> <laughs> you know what song I like in here a lot is 20 Miles to Texas, 25 to Hell. It's really slow. Yeah. That's a great song, man. Yeah, this album too, man. You picked a good one. Uh, it's funny because it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's very like, you know, laid back. But there are some songs that are kind of like, you know, upbeat and they kind of keep it going and stuff. But then for the, yeah. for the most part, though, like you just... You can't help, man. You just feel relaxed, and you're just like, yeah, every time. I keep seeing the same. This word is over one you again. would sit, sit and just drink beers to, and kick back with a bunch of friends and just drink some beers. <laughs> Great album to do that too. So, but it was funny, like how you mentioned though, like after they did the whole like when worlds collide, like you can tell yeah. that they got a producer. It was like, right. all right, we're gonna market you guys differently. We're gonna change you guys up, and <laughs> you're now space aliens. <laughs> And it's like, like I like that song, Worlds Collide. And there's a couple, a couple songs on there too where I'm like, um, like oh, those are all right. But that, yeah, album didn't really land as well as this. And I wish they would have kept their same funky style right. and their laid back. You know, like I said, they had some you know heavy stuff on there too, which wasn't too bad. But yeah, I think all around though, this is a good album, and it's good to listen to it again, man. <laughs> I like. Um people who are unique and I'm trying to really think, is there anybody else? Cause we listen to a lot of music. Anybody else around that time that was doing it, that came out with something that was even similar to this. You know, you I mean, I'm of? sure there was, uh, I mean, there has to have been, you know, other groups like this. Um, I kind of feel like, honestly, I mean, people probably think I'm crazy for saying this, but I feel like head PE kind of stole a little bit of them. Mm. And later on, we try to do a little more funky ish. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. Yeah, like there, there were some groups, you know, try to use that that funky with it, that new metal sound and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was old, man. Like ninety six, ninety seven, right? So, that like, um, I could definitely see how how groups were trying to like take that in, you know. If it's funny though, the fact that like you said, it's Rob Zombie's brother, <laughs> and it's right. totally opposite, like then White Zombie, then even Rob Zombie and stuff, and yeah. then like. He was doing like Dragula, then he, his brother's like, Yeah, that was bad. That song, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let's talk about this at the end. Um, because we did talk about how when they made their next album, some producers looked like got a hold of them, maybe some stylists, and they changed them up. And it kind of didn't work. But let's name some bands that did that. And I want to start because I have one in particular. Papa Roach. <laughs> Papa Roach, how did you know I was gonna say that? <laughs> Like I used to be a, such a big Papa Roach fan. We'd see them like on the Sunset Strip. They were just dicky down in their dickies, <laughs> and they were just like uh, just the dudes, right? Yeah. And then later on, like if you look at them now, I wouldn't even recognize them. Yeah. I don't even think with those clothes they wear now, they can play the old songs. I don't think they'd come out. Dude, <laughs> I was um, I I started following Papa Roach like on Instagram, and it's one of the funniest, saddest things ever because like they make a bunch of reels. But all the reels are all about Last Resort. Like, <laughs> like they're just singing Last Resort with like a celebrity or someone they found in the street or like, you know, That's like funny. people are singing a reel online and like singing Last Resort, like they'll add it like where they're playing with it. And it's just like so sad. You're like, 
like we talked about on the last episode, like Limp Bizkit holding on, like they're just holding on to one song though. Like last resort right. is all they ever had. And, you know, but, <laughs> um, I did actually watch, um, during the pandemic when it started, like, so I guess 2020, um, they did like the, the infest 20 year anniversary. Like 20 I think years. I watched that. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. Um, but you know, they just played the infest album, which I still like that full album, you know, well, yeah, not the too. full album. There's probably a song or two I can kind of live without, but yeah, like I still love that album. I still think it's, you know, solid and, and like they, songs like uh, revenge and was that revenge in Japanese? Is that on that? Yeah. Is that's it, such a great song. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember and the binge. name. Binge. Yeah. And I binge. Love that's a great song. I did binge actually one time at a, I played an acoustic set at a brewery and I played that song. They were like, they're like, Hey man, like you have more time. Keep playing. And I was like, well, I never done this acoustic, but I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great song to play at a bar too, right? Yeah. <laughs> All I need is a bottle. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, other than that, man, I mean, um, I, man, there's always so many bands where like you're when, like, Korn, oh, you know, God, one no. that I'll say before you, before you talk about corn and I know you don't even like this band because we've had them on here <laughs> once and you, you, you kind of tore them up. But, um, I liked in this moment when they first came out, like mm. it was just a band. Right. And I love the, the, the singer. She's, she's a great singer. Um, the band was just a band and they just rocked out. Right. Yeah. And then like, it started getting more where she's like, almost like um, a witch, like, <laughs> like her, her stage persona is this witch and like her band members, they have to wear like these cheesy ass outfits where they just, <laughs> and it's sad because they're like, what the fuck has my life come to? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, they have to wear this like leather um, um, freaking, it just looks horrible. Yeah. And I feel sorry for them. <laughs> You know, I really enjoyed the first baby metal album within the. <laughs> oh yeah, baby metal, and Poppy. Poppy's yeah. the best. <laughs> I heard she's like coming back and writing a new album and she's trying why? to go on tour. <laughs> People keep paying her. I don't know why. Jeez, that's not good. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I know like there's a lot of bands where I I lost like uh, I fell off with like Pro Jam. I used to love Pro Jam, and then after like Yield, I kind of stopped listening to it. But there's a yeah. few albums where I think they were really good, but I think I had to listen to them now because at that time, like they matured faster than I did because they were older. But, yeah. You know, other than that, I was just kind of like, never, I never got into Foo Fighters either. Like I liked their first album. And then after that, I, 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 I love that song monkey wrench. That was oh, one of my yeah. favorite songs back when that came out. I really can't get but into after that, it, but I know you mentioned they're thrash now. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna check that <laughs> for out. at least for one song I've heard. So. <laughs> But I, yeah, I can't really think of um, too many other people who are like, I know there's yeah, a bunch. There's a bunch. People stick to their program and they don't go too far away like like Papa Roach did. So. Limp Bizkit too. I only liked uh, after Significant Other. I can barely listen to that album. And then <laughs> after that, the rest suck. Yeah. And then like some people go through like their midlife crisis where it's just ridiculous. Like which Corn album is the one where they did like the... Uh, um, what do you even call that music that they were doing? Oh, they the mixed Skrillex? Their... Yeah, what was that? Like <laughs> That was so bad. I was like, what the hell happened here? I have a question for you, though. Uh, I know yeah. we asked one question, but is there an artist or group that um, you absolutely never listened to when you're younger and now you really love and you really enjoy? I can say one while you're thinking about it if you want. Yeah, go for it. Alanis Morissette. 
Hmm. I okay. like, never like really gave her too much of a chance. Like Jagged Pill came out and it was on, you know, MTV all the time. And I was, I was more just like, well, that's a feminist thing and whatever. Yeah. It's not for me. I'm not supposed to listen to it. Maybe it's just only for <laughs> feminists to listen to. Uh, I really never gave it a chance. But then recently um, I started listening to um, Unplugged and then they have, she has this one song where um, I'm drawing a blank and I listen to the song all the time. Um, oh, Uninvited. Oh my God. That song to me, like I can listen to that song over and over and over and over again. And it's so good. And like, now I can like listen to Alanis Morissette anytime. I watched a documentary on her, I think on HBO max. And it was like, wow, I didn't know she went through so much. She I'm was just in laughing the, over here. She was in the band with uh, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. Yeah. yeah and I didn't they know that. Ta- talking about that on Howard Stern the other day. Yeah. And I was but like, you know what? Since like you're talking star, about that, yeah. maybe me and you can get on the same cycle and then we can go to Lilith Fair together. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Well, you said cycle. You know, I, Is he trying to throw a pun in there? <laughs> you know what? I can't say anything because, you know, a band that I used to think was so stupid and now I actually like is uh, um, what's what's that band? Um, oh, no, I can't think of the name. I just had, their, had them Poppy. in my head. Uh, no, 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 no. What's what's the the band that did Riot, that song Riot? Um, uh, right? The, like the old female front. Oh, um. what's the name of that band? Anyway, you know, everyone out there knows what I'm talking about. I can't uh, think of the band. It just slipped my mind. But you know, a lot of the things that I'm t- that I'm thinking of right now that I wouldn't listen to, or I'm just thinking of the music my parents listened to when I was a kid. Yeah, like a lot of the old, like I couldn't stand. It was like every weekend they'd have friends over and we were hearing like blues, like some BB King or um, all the um, Marvin Gaye, Al Green. That's all they listened to, right? Yeah. And I, back then, as you, when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to hear that all the time. But now it's like I buy that stuff and I listen to it all the time. Yeah, you same, know what I mean? Same thing with me. Like my mom used to listen to Chris Isaac all the time, and I really didn't care mm-hmm. too much for him. But now I'm like, man, that guy is so talented. And um, yeah, he is. Same thing actually. with like, like you mentioned, like the oldies, like the you know um, Marvin Gaye and stuff. Where um, I didn't really care too much uh, growing up. I think because I grew up in Azusa, and that's all you heard everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and like every time a lowrider passed by, that's all you heard, and it was like such a huge deal. And I was like more annoyed by like, okay, I, I get it. Like to me, it's more like, do you have to listen to that music because you like that style, or like <laughs> do you really enjoy it? Like I couldn't, right? You couldn't tell if it was like together or just you have to, uh, like a uniform almost. But uh, yeah. now I'm getting older. Like my wife actually listens. She likes that stuff a lot, and you know, every now and then she'll play it when she thinks I'm not around. <laughs> but then I'm like, wow, that's actually really good, and I I really appreciate their vocals. Like, man, they recorded everything one take. You know what I mean? Like, right then, with a live band, and and then they have no auto tune and stuff, and they're really singing, and they're so damn talented. And like, there's a lot of soul behind it and feeling, which oh, you yeah. don't hear in a lot of groups. Uh, you know, pop artists these days, it's more just you know auto tune. <laughs> auto tune, auto tune. Yeah, I remember the band I was thinking of was Paramore. Oh, Paramore. Like Paramore. Yeah, yeah. I, can, you, you, I was, I'm on boat with you on that one because that one I was like, didn't really care too much either when it came out. But now I'm like, all right, all right. It's kind of catchy. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're probably running a little long here, but let me just ask you because this we didn't talk about it on the last show, but about a what, I'd say about a month ago, the the Super Bowl. What did you think of the halftime show? It was, cool. it was cool. I mean, uh, to me, it trips me out about 
halftime shows because it's short. It's probably like what ten minutes, fifteen long, minutes, fifteen minutes long. Fifteen total is what they had. And yeah, then, and then you have like five or six artists, you know, and they're trying to fit in like about five or six songs in that fifteen minutes. Yeah, but then you know, the first it has like the long five minute, three minute intro, <laughs> right? Know, just them coming on stage, you know, the building it up. Um, but I don't know, man. Snoop is still Snoop. Still looks exactly the same. He hasn't changed yeah. one bit. And I love they're trying to like put him on blast saying, oh, Snoop was caught smoking a joint before the show. I'm like, well, no shit. Fucking Snoop was caught. <laughs> That's what Snoop a- does. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't smoking it on the stage. But um, <laughs> other than that, like it was cool. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like, um, you know, people talking shit about, we, we talked a little bit about 50 Cent, but fuck it, man. Like it was, he still, he still thought they're doing it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and it was funny because they really ragged on him because apparently what they did was they pre-recorded their live stuff. So it was live, but it was pre-recorded live. So they lip-synced to their Uh, live, which seems to me would be harder to do because you're going to have to remember how you did it on that live time, right? Yeah. But he he was not doing a very good job lip-syncing. Yeah, because when he got off from being upside down, he took him a little while to get get down and he was a little off. And I thought the same thing. I was like, that sounds... Like I can kind of hear them, but like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they said they recorded it live, apparently, which I guess that's a way of getting getting around it. What do you but, think about that? Uh, for me, it was cool. Me and my wife sat down, and those are like when I was DJing. Those are you know that was my era. So, um, all those songs. So funny thing too is because uh, my son just turned thirteen, and then he's like all into Eminem right now, and he's like. Like he started collecting records, so for his birthday yeah. I took him out to like or Christmas I took him out. I'm like, hey, let's go record shopping. All you wanted was Eminem, so I was like, all right, you know, it's what you want. Build your collection, and then we're like, we'll sh- mm-hmm. show you some other, you know, if you like rap, we'll show you some other stuff, you know, get you in the underground yeah. and you know, build your collection and stuff. Um, but then I was talking to my wife, and then her cousin's um, sister, she's like about the same age, like twelve, whatever. They're saying, I guess, Eminem's like the thing right now where everyone that Again? is. Like, yeah, like everyone loves like Eminem and they call it old school hip hop. Like they're into the old school hip hop. like, wait, Eminem is old school hip hop? And they're like, yeah, like it's so uh, cool. Like we're all into the old school You guys never heard of like shit. Grandmaster Flash? And <laughs> what's that? Yeah, I'm like, dude. And that like totally reminds me like one time me and my wife were driving and then we're listening to K-Earth and we didn't realize it. And the whole time we're like, damn, this station's playing all the hits. <laughs> like, like everything's <laughs> so good on here. And it was like all like 90s stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, we're listening to K Earth. Like, <laughs> well, that makes me laugh because when I, I remember when I was younger, like in LA, one of the stations is KLOS and they would say classic rock, right? Oh, yeah. So the classic rock they were playing was like The Who, Black Sabbath, Old Eagles, all that old, old stuff, you know, older yeah. stuff, 70s um, and early 80s, probably. And now if you listen to it, they're all classic rock and they're playing like Pearl Jam. Metallica they're playing Lee. like stuff from 2000. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I'm old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sad realization, especially with the calling Eminem old school hip hop. I'm like, Eminem, right. really? <laughs> <laughs> he's still going. He's not dead yet. Yeah, he's he still not- looks good, man. He still looks good. Like, well, yeah, he's not that fucking old, man. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap this one up and we'll be back. I mean, we kind of did a season one. We came back. We're still in season two and we're I don't know when the season's going to end. So like, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Maybe we'll do a little business talk. After yeah. we'll see when we wrap up the season. <laughs> yeah. We'll wrap up the season and 
maybe do a giveaway or something to someone who listens. If, if anyone listens, we'll get um, all of our guests on and like say something nice. And <laughs> all four of them. All right. <laughs> Eric and Matt and Sean. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it's been good talking to you about music. Oh, you too, man. See you soon. All right, buddy.